Hey, what's up, you hooligans? We're back with episode four, Southern Sports Talk with Justin and Dylan. We're going to be breaking down this past weekend of college football. It's pretty mild. What do you think? You think it was pretty mild? Uh, I mean, yeah, nothing crazy. I mean, yeah, nothing crazy happened. Nothing compared to last weekend, man. Yeah, had a crazy weekend in NFL. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the AP poll. That seems to be a fun topic now. Um, break down the t- teams clinching in the Major League Baseball and give you the update on NASCAR. Well, let's get right into it. So, one of the first games of the day. Uh, Saturday. Saturday. First game is Saturday. <laughs> first game is Saturday, right? All right. Oklahoma steamrolls Nebraska. Nobody's surprised. Nebraska was winning at one point. Does Scott though. Frost... Does Scott Frost lose this game by 40, 35 points? Yeah, I think so. I think I think I don't Oklahoma. Think so. I think Oklahoma is that team this year. Um, Venables is that defense. Ah, that's just not a Big Twelve defense. That that it kind of what Oklahoma's doing defensively is what you've seen Texas do to Alabama week two. Um, you don't see that out of Big Twelve teams, and it's impressive. So I think personally, with or without Scott Frost, Nebraska loses that game by twenty eight plus easily. So, so would you say that the Big Twelve has turned a new leaf, turned over a new leaf with their defense? Because their I defenses have been strong. Yeah, the past I don't few years. think I would commit to that fully. I think Oklahoma and Texas are the ones that are like, "Hey, we go to the SEC in a few years, and the defense we play is not—they're not going to stop the type of offenses that are ran in the SEC, right?" So, I think they're just preparing for that. Um, I don't think the Big 12 overall defensively is getting better. You could look at Texas Tech and Kansas and like the points they give up and so I no, I don't I wouldn't say the Big 12 is making a turn there. I think it's just Oklahoma and Texas preparing for what's to come. Well, that was a pretty good point. That makes yeah, a lot I, of sense. I thought so, about it too. Uh, without when, Scott Frost, they they lose by 35. Yeah. But and they would, with Scott they would Frost, have with him. their last six losses combined were at 34 points. Right, but look at the competition. I'm of not the last saying they should have fired them. There are some <sighs> embarrassing games in there that you should not have lost. You should have definitely won. And one-point losses suck. But it's the competition you were playing that makes it... Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. I mean, <laughs> there's really not much else to say about this game. No, it, it was like you said, it was a mild Saturday. Happened, happened. It's just a mild Saturday. Um, touch on really. <laughs> yeah, so Georgia. Damn, do they best look team good. right now? Repeat. <laughs> they. I think personally they I mean, look he, better than they did like, last you, you year. Said, you said a couple weeks ago, you said a couple weeks ago, no one was, you said Ohio State was close to Georgia, but I don't think anybody's close to Georgia right now. I retract that statement. Uh, could, could this could this change going farther of in the course. season? Because, I mean, realistically, who's Georgia played? 
the best team they played was Oregon. Played an overrated Oregon team. Yeah, that's their best. That's their overrated. best win. Because then they played um, South they Carolina, played you know, Kent State. Samford and Kent State. I mean, dude, they're not going to have a real test. Maybe, maybe they'll, I mean, sorry for the disrespect, but maybe, not not Florida, but maybe Tennessee, no. Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky's the one I circle for Georgia. That's their that's their only test this season, other than whoever they play in the SEC championship game. Uh, Tennessee, I think they always get off to this hot start. Now they've done it way more impressively this year with some huge wins by some large margins. Take away that overtime win at Pittsburgh, but I think Tennessee's their only true test. I mean, not Tennessee, Kentucky, and Kentucky just isn't there. I don't think they have the the defense to stop Georgia's offense, nor the offense to plow through Georgia's defense. Georgia is just so complete, and I think honestly they look way better than they did last year. So uh, I, I, yeah, I I could I see so him repeating. Too. I could see him repeating. I don't I don't think anyone really stands in their way. Um, they got to get over the hurdle of Alabama in the SEC championship game. More than likely, I mean that. I think Alabama is your true, the only West team that kind of stands out right now, um, you know, just by the name. But I don't. Georgia is just—they're yes, uh, uh, going to steamroll everybody, dude. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't have much to say about their game next week. But who do they have? I don't even know. Kent State. Oh. <laughs> They'll yeah. just put up 30 and put the third strings in. So, Baylor bouncing back against Texas State. It's, it's good. I mean, it, it's, it's a good, given. I guess. Yeah, it's a given. Uh, they needed to bounce back. Tough loss on the road last week at BYU. So, they really needed that. They needed, you know, with Oklahoma playing the way they are, the Big 12, I thought the Big 12 was kind of wide open. I, with Baylor's loss at BYU, I kind of think Oklahoma might run away with that conference now. So Baylor getting a win right there. I know it's a little cupcake team, but still, it, it was one of those bounce back games. You just had to go in there and win it. Yeah, so so things are kind of taking shape here a little bit more, only in week three or week four, however you want to look at it. Yeah, it's week three or four. Yeah, so so um, Baylor next week got. Could could be a little tough one at Iowa State. Yeah, could be a tough game. It we we can get into that, you know, when we get to the predictions. But that's one of those games. It's it's almost like a it's like a trap. I mean, Baylor kind of needs to win it. Iowa State needs to win it. Who's more gritty, you know? And I, Iowa State's not a team to play with. No, they're not. They get overlooked a lot, I think. I think because just they've never competed in the Big 12. But they've always upset somebody. They've always got had that. It always seems like they beat the Oklahoma. They beat Strong the defense. Yeah, they always beat somebody they shouldn't beat. And as college football fans, we all love to see that. Everybody loves an underdog story. And while we're on the topic, I said Big 12. Let's talk about the Big 10 for a minute. Um, like, for example, Michigan. Have you seen their schedule? I'm looking at it right now. It's pretty it favorable is. for them. 
most weak out of conference schedule I think I've ever seen. Well, they've like, already they've already played all their out of conference now. Yeah, and look at who they were. <laughs> it's. I mean, they did what they should have though. Yeah, you gotta give them that. You can't knock them for it, but it doesn't help you when you lose to Ohio State at the end of the year when you look back at your wins and you don't have a signature Potentially win. Penn State? Potentially. Penn State looked good this past weekend. I mean, against Auburn, who's cupcake, but oh. I mean. So and you then, said. Uh, yeah, what were you going to say? I asked last week if it was time to panic at Auburn. And I told you no. Wait till after Penn I think Penn it's State. time to panic now. <laughs> oh, it's time to panic now. Uh. Harson's seat's pretty hot there. Yeah, so Penn State just absolutely dominated that game, start, start to finish. finish. Like, yeah, Auburn didn't. Auburn, I don't think Auburn yeah, ever stood yeah. a chance. It's just Penn State just kept going and going and going. They just, I think another problem Auburn has is the quarterback situation. They won't, they, they switch out quarterbacks too much. They're not letting the quarterback stay in there, and get a rhythm going. And get well, yeah. like like uh, what's what's the word like I don't know I don't know the word I'm trying to say so, I mean I, I know Fit, what you're talking fitting about fitting in the just, offense like just getting a leader, rhythm like getting established getting going yeah quarterback. established quarterback getting the rhythm getting used to the guys now I will say this um they are T J Finley isn't playing this week against Missouri um we'll get into that later but maybe it's a start of Harson realizing his mistake. Um, because that quarterback they have down there, I don't know his name. But yeah, I'll tell you right now, firsthand. Yeah, but firsthand, TJ Finley, when he was at LSU, was not. I don't know, man. Auburn takes the washed up guys, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Right. Well, they got Cam Newton a few years back. So, well, I mean, 12 years ago, not a few years back. So, do you, do you think Harson's, you think his seat's getting a little. A little heated up. Yeah, because I made the joke that if Scott Frost is looking for a golfing buddy, Harson, he may be your guy here shortly. Because I think you lose this week at Missouri, your seat is on fire. Yeah, I think if anything, to let him finish the year and see how he finishes, maybe give him next year. Well, my bad, my bad. Missouri's at Auburn. My but, bad. I mean, I, they don't they matter don't. where they're at. It, it doesn't. <laughs> you got to win the Penn game, and it it makes it even worse if you lose at Auburn to that Missouri team. So at Auburn, your your time to panic is now, and you need to get it figured out. Uh, you you start conference play this week, and you have some very questionable wins, and then a horrible loss at home. I personally, I don't think, regardless it's of who you're not playing, getting easier. No, you can't. But personally, I don't think you can lose like that at home. That you can't lose that. If you're gonna lose, at least to let anybody. it be close. Yeah, and. You know, it's it's time to pan it. Um, I will Syracuse. We kind of skipped over that. They had a close game against Purdue. They stay unbeaten in the in the ACC now, so the ACC is it's looking fun. Got a lot of unbeaten's in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, right it's now. not Syracuse. I mean, I still think Clemson could beat Syracuse. I think Florida State could beat Syracuse. I'm just looking right now. They got Clemson, Florida State, Syracuse, NC State, and Wake Forest all in the Atlantic Division, all 3-0. Wow. Yeah, that ACC division's 
pretty pretty solid. Wake Forest has been on the come up the past few years, I think. So has NC State. And you know FSU's been waiting for yeah. this for a while. Yeah, so they get past Louisville. I don't know. I don't know why it was so close. I did not expect it to be this close. I did well, say. Well, did you see? I think that, if we did uh, say, I said Florida State would win. Yeah, we. I think we both said. But Jordan Jordan Travis did leave early second quarter with a leg injury, so that probably played a role in it. Okay, so that could be part of it. Yeah, the, I yeah. didn't. And like they, I said, they still put out the win on the road. Yeah, the backup came in and had a heck of a game, and played really well, um, and. Basically, I'm. I, I guess yeah, led them so to Florida victory. Florida State's got. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll learn some stuff about Florida State when they get deeper in the schedule. I think Florida State is better than what it looks, and I still stand by that LSU would beat them if they played again. Uh, that LSU win's starting to look pretty solid for Florida State, though. Yeah. So Oregon. Bouncing back. Well, bouncing it's back is another statement. Poor, they, they blew out a good BYU poor Mormon team. school. <laughs> I mean, but do, do we really know if they're good? Like, we, we don't, I don't think we know enough. Uh, all we can say is they can play good against teams not named Georgia. Bo Nix actually had well, a – Well, I'll tell you right now, the only team that looks, like, completely solid that you can be 99% sure about is Georgia. I agree. I mean, but Bo Nix actually played good. 13 for 18, 222 yards and five touchdowns. Again, it's BYU. Were they overrated? Probably. I mean, they did just beat a dang good Baylor team at home. But, hey, Oregon's need – they got to have those wins to hang But what do you there. know about Baylor, really? I mean, yeah. Like, if you true. take this number away beside these teams, what what are you looking at? Well, you're not really looking at yeah, anything. You don't know. That's why they have to put the yet. numbers there. That's what I'm saying. The, well, rankings don't matter till week eight when the playoff rankings come out. And then, huh, even you're then. Know so much by then, it's going to yeah, make a lot more sense. Yeah, I was like, even then, you, it's almost like you know too much. It makes the rankings hard. Yeah. So, Old Dominion squeaking. Yeah, they lost a Trying, trying to squeak game. by Yeah. to be the they, best team in Virginia. Didn't didn't do it. Didn't they weren't able to do it. They lost it. It was close, but they lost it. Boys down there in Birmingham. Watch out for the Sun Belt teams. Yeah, the boys down in Birmingham picked up a big win at home, thirty-five twenty-one against Georgia Southern. Yeah, only UAB. giving up twenty-one to Georgia Southern. That's second, really good. Second best offense in the country. It's impressive. I watched a little bit of the game. Uh, UAB came out and wanted to win. You could tell um, they played their butts off and. Goes to show right there, 14-point win, holding the best, second-best offense, 21 points, like you said. That's impressive. Yeah, and the UAB defense is not to sleep on either. They had three turnovers. Uh, UAB, I told, I said it last week, uh, UAB's defense has been top 10 nationally the past, since they came back. So, they're not nothing to play with, like you just said. So as I'm sitting here struggling through the first half of the LSU Mississippi State game, I see the see some highlights of Appalachian State, and I think you saw it too. That Hail Mary at the end. I did not see it until you texted me and said App State in all caps, and I'm like, "What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I typed it in on Twitter. I'm watching it again right now. And I watched it, and I'm like, I just got was... flashbacks to Auburn, Georgia. 
and I'm just like, these DBs still don't know. Like, hit the ball down. Stop popping it up. Stop. Like, okay. All you well, the, the, thing, the, the defender, he did hit it down, but the receiver was right there. But you got hit like, it he straight hit it down, down with both hands. Yeah, you got hit straight down. He just didn't get all of it. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get it. It's all unfortunate. Of it. It's unfortunate. Good, good win for App State. Yeah, good grit. Just fight it out. Win. I mean, I feel like they're they're almost America's team. Like, gotta love Boone, North Carolina, right? Uh, reminded me a lot of Coast Carolina a couple years ago. Yeah, true. Yeah, they got a big one this week against James Madison. So, yeah, James Madison's first year in the FBS. They're rolling, man. So you said we'd learn a lot about Ole Miss, Georgia Tech, or learn <laughs> learn a lot about Ole Miss playing Georgia Tech, but I don't think Georgia Tech's. I, I don't think it's a good test. I think Ole Miss found yeah, out shut them that out. Uh, dropped forty two on them. Yeah, I think Ole Miss found out that Georgia has an easy rivalry game <laughs> compared to the rest of the SEC teams. Yeah, like Ole Miss is thinking, you guys get to play them every year. Exactly. Like really, forty two to nothing wasn't close. Start. I mean, Lane Kiffin, I don't know if it was just a joke or a meme. Start and finish domination. Yeah, I don't know if he made, like, if it was made up. But he kind of said he wanted his backup quarterback to throw more, but he just felt bad. <laughs> like, so it. He probably I did want him to throw more. It, Like, just saying they dominated is an understatement. 42 to nothing, holding the team to zero and putting up that. That's just impressive all around. So what do you think about Ole Miss going forward? I uh, I think as usual, Lane Kiffin offensive he, he he's a mastermind. He knows what he's doing. Um, Georgia Tech doesn't have a threatening offense, so defensively, I still don't think we know much about Ole Miss. Um, I, I will say their defense can't be that good when you give up. Um, I think they gave up like twenty to Troy to open the year. Did they not? Did they even play Troy? Yeah. yeah. They oh they gave up ten to Troy. I don't know. Twenty eight to ten against Troy to open the year, and then they've had they've given up three point. Okay, they've given up thirteen points on the year, and they've scored about a hundred. So <laughs> they're looking at like Georgia right now. Georgia Georgia's got the same differential just about. Um, Ole Miss plays Kentucky in a couple more weeks. They got Tulsa this week. They'll roll past Tulsa, and then I guess we'll see what Kentucky and Ole Miss are both made of. SEC play next weekend. So Ole Miss, I don't. Yeah, so tough. I loss. thought Georgia Tech would be a better test. Tough honestly. loss for. Tough loss for Liberty. Going for two right there. I don't blame them. I don't either. You That's, probably don't have that much business being in that game. Yeah, exactly. You look at. You got to look at it like this. You kicked a field goal, or the PAT to tie the game at thirty-seven. Do you have the depth? to compete with Wake Forest in overtime? Probably not. Should you I, have been, I wouldn't think so. That's why exactly. I, that's what I don't blame them. Should you have been that close at the end that close to the end of the game, that close of a score at Wake Forest? Probably not. So I, I, I say you're there if you're the coach, I'm pretty sure Hugh Freeze is Liberty's coach, right? So you're there to win. You're you're on the road. I say just do it. A one point loss on the road to a pretty good Wake Forest team doesn't hurt you. In my opinion, if you're Liberty, so hey, that's uh, I mean three and zero wins a win. 
Yeah, on Wake Forest side. Yeah. I'm find this Kansas game. Kansas. Well, while you're looking for that, off of Houston, Houston is just falling yeah. apart. Marcus Freeman gets his first win at Notre Dame against Cal. I don't think anybody's surprised. It was close though. It was. It was a really boring game. I was trying to watch the first half and I couldn't do it. Look, all Notre Dame games are boring. Twenty-four seventeen, a seven-point win for Notre Dame. I mean, it's good to get his first win, but. I mean, if you want to consider yourself a top program, you got to beat Cal by 40. I'm sorry. And, yeah, you just touched on Yeah, so on Vandy, Vandy's rolling. Yeah, Kansas Vandy 3-0. beats Northern Illinois. Kansas wins. Yep. They were – they had win you totals. Had that, you had that stat line from Vegas. What, what is that? Yeah, they had win totals of two and a half um, over under win totals. And it's mid-September, and, over. and they both already hit the over. I think people are sleeping on Kansas. I think Kansas has turned. I, agree. I think they've turned something around there. You beat Texas. I think it was last year, wasn't it? Sark, because it was Sark's first year yeah, last they did. year. Yep. Yeah, you beat Texas yep. last year. That was a huge win, and now you open up this year three and a. Same thing for Vandy. I mean. You've got that one loss to what I consider a good Wake Forest team. Otherwise, you're rolling. I mean, that you open the season at Hawaii yeah, with a I mean, v- Vandy's, huge win. Vandy's not quite there. No. But they, I don't think they can compete in the SEC yet. Maybe they can beat a South Carolina. I, but Van, I think that's If Vandy keeps this up, people are going to want to go there. People are going to want to help turn that around. And it's exactly. really good for recruiting. Because you go in a situation like that knowing you have to battle and, like, you have a chance to help turn a whole program around that's been historically awful, I'd want to go there. I'm kind of surprised Vandy's kept their football team. Well, they have to. That's true. Well, I don't know if they the, have to. I think they have but to they're in the, stay SEC, in the so. SEC. Yeah, I think they have to. Like, they don't play enough sports or – I don't know. Because I don't think Vandy plays softball. They got a damn good. They got damn good baseball team though. But I mean, again, I I think saying that they could beat South Carolina is a stretch. Compete with for sure, but beat. I don't think Vandy's there to. As I said, maybe. Yeah, I don't. When was the last time Vandy beat South Carolina? It's going to open some eyes. I dude, I. I'll Google it. I want to know now. Hang on. Yeah, let's look this up. I, I feel like I haven't seen it. Vandy's last. When was the last time Vanderbilt football beat an SEC team? Why? Why doesn't it tell me? Oh, I'm sorry about this lull in this podcast, but we they have, have not. Nice I, I found they have not won a conference championship since 1923. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not a shocker. In 1904, their best football season was not an O. <laughs> hey, look at that. Bandy f- football last SEC win. I can't find anything.
They do hold a winning series record over Auburn. I think it was 2019. 2019? Yeah. I mean, dude, their all-time record against every SEC team is kind of... They're 21-20 and 20 against Auburn, 42-42 and 42 against Kentucky. 38 and 50 against Ole Miss, 3 and 4 against Missouri, 7 and 13 against Mississippi State, 30 and 75 against Tennessee, 19 and 55 against Georgia, 19 and 58 against Alabama, 2 and 7 against Arkansas, 10 and 37 versus Florida, 4 and 21 versus South Carolina, and 0 and 2 against A&M. But I can't find anything that tells me their last. With the conclusion of the 2015 season, that's what that, those stats are from. They have a they almost beat Kentucky in record. Jeez, Louise. I I can't find anything, but I know it's been a while. But like we were saying, the, the, getting to three and one. I mean, you don't hear about that with Vanderbilt. So pretty impressive there. Um, can we talk about? Yeah, I think it was 2019. Yeah, that's the only thing I've seen that remotely Maybe made Missouri. sense. Yeah. But I want speaking of Missouri, Missouri State puts up twenty seven on Arkansas. Bobby Petrino goes into yeah, Razorback Stadium. Petrino's a little pissed off. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say props to Arkansas. They they fought back. I mean, you shouldn't be in that position anyways. But they fought back and, and won the game. You should yeah. you should never be struggling against the FCS school. This isn't the same Arkansas that's been here the past few years. There's May- no reason. Maybe they were looking they ahead to this week's to game. Come back in this game. Yeah, maybe they were looking ahead to. I mean, you would hope not. Still, but... man. You would hope not against A and M. I mean, maybe they. It's a big game. I mean, A and M coming off a win against Miami. They they need to beat Arkansas, and Arkansas they want to stay unbeaten going into Alabama next week. Or yeah, next week. So. I mean, uh, Michigan State. Question mark, throttled. question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Hello? You're 11th in like, the hello? nation? Is anybody there? Yeah, seriously. You guys got throttled. They got throttled. Washington dominated game. that game. I mean, you're on the road, but what are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, that's... Are hey. looking ahead to Minnesota? I would hope not. Hey, yeah, Michigan someone, State. Someone came out ready to play, and somebody didn't. Michigan State, you got a lot of question marks. Washington, hello. I mean, they, they almost fought back. But, hey, hey Washington, I see you. Pac-12, look Pac-12's out. Pac-12's looking fun, man. Oh, boy. Washington is better than Oregon? Could be. I think so. I think I think Oregon, I don't think they're even top. They're barely top five in that conference right now, Oregon is. There's a lot of good teams in the Pac-12. Okay, there's a lot of good teams in the Pac-12 when they play each other. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Cause... Yeah, but, I mean, Michigan State got throttled. Big Ten, not a good look. Not to the no. Pac-12. Not a good NC look State rolls. Texas Tech. That's a big win. There's a there's a gruesome injury in that game, but, yeah, they rolled. I yeah, think it was, was, at the, was at the ankle that I, completely I, turned. The, well, there the Texas Tech's linebacker. His bone looked like it popped out of his leg. I, I, yeah, I, don't, I can't like watch his, his stuff whole like, that. like foot turned around, right? Yeah, I think so. I can't watch yeah. stuff like that. And it, you know, when something yeah, it's like a good that win happens, for NC State. Oh yeah, big win, big win. 
I said it earlier. They're looking good. Three and O in the Atlantic Division of the ACC. You so. want to knock on a, you want to knock on another door in Gainesville. Man, Florida. Hello. What are they doing? How do you beat? Utah Maybe Anthony Richardson's not your guy. No, he's not. But how do you beat Utah at the beginning of the year? And everybody was like, "Oh no, Utah Florida's... was clearly overrated." Exactly, because everybody was high on Florida. Florida should have lost one. this game. I'm sorry, Florida should have lost this game. I agree. I, I mean, this wholeheartedly, is 100% agree. You shouldn't even be okay. You, I'm not knocking USF at all. They've got a good program. They've got a good team. They did, but, but there's Florida should have. No Florida should have swamp. Yeah, Florida should have beat the breaks off of you. And Florida got embarrassed last week. And maybe they're just beat up. I don't really know. But you should not have a three-point win over a South Florida team. You spoke on it. Anthony Richardson, not their guy. He has zero touchdown passes and four interceptions in three games. That's Well, I'll tell you who – I'll tell you what it gets me excited about is LSU's schedule was looking tough. Now it's looking a little bit easier. So we got – I mean, that second half of that game was just total domination. I'm going to be honest. Down 16-10 to 10 in the third, yeah, turn it around, I thought win 31 I thought you were going to lose. I thought LSU was going to lose. I really did. I, I'm um, telling you, if we can come out in the beginning of the game and play how we do in the second half, we could blow well, that's teams the, out. That's the like, problem, we, we will blow these teams out. Y'all did that against Florida State, too. And now you did it against. It's just too little, too late. Probably a weaker team in Mississippi State. Um, I think Florida State could beat Mississippi yeah, State. I mean, so. I would say a big takeaway from the OSU Mississippi State game was that we only we held Mississippi State to two eighty nine total yards. Yeah, it's a big win. Real Rogers awful completion percentage. Ryan Kelly gets his first SEC win, and you just touched on it. That game yeah, if anybody's worried about Brian Kelly in the SEC, I think you can chill out a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think and then, chill out like just I said, a little bit. You you touched on it. What it what it means for LSU the rest of their season? Florida having a close game like that at home, and then like LSU beating Mississippi State. Like I, like you said, I think they went from having a tough schedule to okay, we can win ten games. Like so, uh, ten ten games is looking real, really real positive. Like it's looking possible. Like if we can get past Tennessee, I think the only team that that can beat us is Alabama. There's no one else on that schedule that can beat us. Tennessee's liable to give you all a pretty damn good game. Um, yeah, I mean, l- luckily for us, it's at home. I, I like that. I like the the energy was, was there. Y'all don't play Tennessee. That's not. Yeah, we do. Huh? That's a, that's our draw this year. No, no, no. I'm saying that's not your normal like. Like y'all don't play them often. No, like, our normal happen. one's Florida. Yeah. That's that'll be fun. So, A and M starts Max Johnson, and is this just another sign of Miami being overrated? Like, uh, is this? I think so. How do you know? There's no way to know. I think Texas A and M maybe just Dude, it was got a really caught. close game though. Yeah, I think Texas A and M got looking caught ahead. looking ahead last week. Uh, so maybe maybe we can dial it back on the A and M slander a little bit. Pro- probably so. I mean, you, I just. I even mean, if clearly you are the starter going forward is Max Johnson. Oh yeah, and then you got that. You got a big game this weekend, neutral site game playing. I see a lot. 
We'll so see a lot it, this it'll weekend. tell a lot about both teams. We'll learn a lot about Arkansas and A and M after Saturday. But I personally think it's a big win to bounce back after such an embarrassing loss. Yeah, I, against thirteenth ranked Miami, I, I think you know we we talk about the AP poll just being stupid. So. Maybe Miami's overrated. Maybe I think this is another case of that, honestly. Yeah. A&M's not as bad as it looked, and Miami's not as good as they are. Yeah, that was still a low-scoring game. Like, A&M still hasn't shown me any offense, so. True. And, uh, good job, Texas. I, I like it. I'm proud of y'all. Yeah. Bounce, bounce back. Bounce back and get a big win over – Could have easily a- been – that's Something a good, else. That's a good UTSA squad they beat, and you know you needed to get a win there. Uh, Quinn Ewers was actually throwing pregame. I think it was his non-injured, non-throwing that he was throwing with. I'm not sure. It could just be mental reps, just to keep your head in the game. Um, I'm, yeah. I, I wasn't paying that much attention, but he could be back sooner. I'm not sure. Yeah, go beat Tech. And. With that, that kind of then uh, we skipped over this one. Uh, Alabama, Alabama, Alabama did skip a beat. Looked good. They scored good. first first three scores was offense, defense, special teams. You can't All ask for anything quarter. better. All good job. In the first quarter. Not, not, nice of them to show up. Uh yeah. I mean, I just literally. Just Alabama rules. That's all it is. There's nothing else to say about yep, it. <laughs> there's, there's not much to say. Hey, Alabama's yeah, so got if you got nothing else weekend, for last week, so... nah, is that, is that wrap you up for last I week? I think we recap. Like you said, it was mild. Nothing crazy. Um, just some things, you know, touch on, like talking about some teams and their players uh, and schedules going forward. Uh, now we can get into the AP poll, talk about these rankings and what we think of them. All right, so top six don't move. Top seven don't move. Kentucky jumps up to eighth. I want to talk about Oregon. Uh, <laughs> I just how, how do you, you talk about let Oregon them... jumping all the way back up? I don't agree with it. I don't either. How do you let them climb into the top fifteen? I know it was a big win against BYU at home, but in my opinion, it's pretty questionable to put them back in there after they didn't have a pulse against the best team in the country. Week one, you didn't even show up. You didn't even look like you wanted to play football. But I don't make the AP poll. Come week eight, uh, I don't even think Oregon's in your top 20 when they do the playoff poll, so it's not going to matter. So just touching on the – I will say this. I know we don't talk about it. The coaches poll. Yeah. The coaches poll. Why why is Michigan State ahead of Washington? The same reason after week two. Did they just not watch that game? Alabama was still number one. After week two, can we? Can I say this too? Yeah, I I agree. You shouldn't get penalized for winning, but when you struggle against an FCS school at home, and you stay in the top ten, I don't. I I think that's stupid. What were you gonna do? You talk. You're talking, talking about, about Arkansas. Arkansas. Like, yeah. It, it, what What are you gonna do though? I mean, put like, Tennessee drop above them. To, them. Drop hey, them. They're to not 12? a top ten team. Drop them to fourteen and let Tennessee, NC State, and Penn State jump them. I mean, you're just looking now. I would say at least Tennessee. Tennessee looks you better keep than Arkansas. Them, if you keep them at 10 and A&M gets a big win this week, I, we could continue to arguing that these AP polls are just crap. I mean, because if, a- if A&M beats Arkansas, it's going to really show that I was right. And if <laughs> I'm right, I'm going to let you know. 
But yeah, I, I guess I can see your point. But I just, if you win the game, I don't see why. My you prediction: move. If A and M beats Arkansas, how high are you gonna have to jump A and M? Well, they'll probably put them back in the top fifteen, like they just did Oregon. See, and I think we'll disagree that they should Doesn't not be a top fifteen sense, team. The, the AP poll this year has been wild. I don't, I don't remember the AP poll being this dumb ever. I, well, it's probably because we I'll just never just paid that much attention year, to man, it. I don't. We've just, I mean, because I don't really care about rankings till playoff, but still, yeah, it's something to talk true. about. Tennessee climbs to eleven. NC State climbs to twelve. Penn State they went from twenty, what was it, twenty two to fourteen after a big road win. Yep. Um, Kentucky moves I up to eight. Oregon jumping that much is. Hey, I don't know. Man. You know, Washington with a big win at home, they climb into the rankings unranked to eighteen, but they destroyed Michigan State, who fell from eleven to nothing. Um, BYU so, right now. Yeah, go ahead. This would be better if we do it like this. Right now, who are your four playoff teams and first two out? Uh, my four playoff teams right now is Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. First two out would be USC and probably Kentucky. Honestly, are you are you judging by records? Like you, you would take like those into account. I'm just judging by what like I've seen. Schedules, not records. Schedules. I'm not looking at I'm judging by what I've seen three games into the season who I think the best four teams are. Uh, I don't care who they played. I don't care what what lies ahead. What I've seen so far, those are your four best teams. I, Oklahoma, they're deserving of a top four AP poll ranking. I don't know why they're not there. Do you think if, Oklahoma could beat Clemson? 100%. The way they're playing I right think now? You're right. 100%. No, I think you're right. I think Oklahoma. Who were your first two out? Uh, USC and Kentucky. They'd be five and six respectively. Over Michigan and Clemson, hundred percent. Michigan, Michigan yeah, hasn't well, Michigan shown hasn't me done anything. anything. Uh, Clemson, uh, they're just, I, they've lost it in my opinion. They, I don't know what what's going on with Clemson over there, but they they've lost all the momentum that all the, the the whatever they built. I don't I don't know. You don't hear a lot about them anymore. Yeah. So your your four was Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, and your first two were USC, USC and Kentucky. Kentucky. And then my the the order so of the top four mine's would the be... same except I would I would swap I would swap yeah. Clemson with USC. You you think Clemson's better than I USC? think I think Clemson could beat USC. Ooh, I don't they think beat them so, but 100%. I think USC looks really good. Lincoln Riley's doing a You're good job. You're talking about USC, year. bro. They're they're always they're always in this position year in year out. And what the hell do they do? I mean, by true, the end of the year, they'll be unranked. I don't know. Lincoln Riley's got them so. rolling, man. They've got them rolling. I don't I don't know. By the way, I, we just might as well just say this: we were wrong about Miami. I I said it could be a blowout, judging by what I've seen. I didn't say it would be a blowout, but I thought Miami would go in there and win. I think I it, I don't think I said it'd be a blowout, but I said Miami would win. But hey. uh, how could you how could you not say that? I, I guess if you're a Texas A&M fan. All right, first mutual disagreement of the week: game day going to Tennessee, Florida, over an undefeated Kansas playing an undefeated Duke. Which, that's huge. You're talking about these schools that dominate basketball. Always good at basketball. By the way, while we're talking about basketball, I cannot wait for basketball season on this podcast because it's going to be fun talking about college basketball on this podcast. 
Yeah, because we don't know shit. So talk. So SEC bias with ESPN. You just huh? tell. You just showed me that it's real. It is real. You just showed me that it's real. But I think when you look at the caliber of games, and the fact that Tennessee Florida is a robbery game, and that oh, I wouldn't say it's a robbery game. They play every year. It just makes it more intense. There's a lot on the line here, Tennessee, Florida, Tennessee. You've got to get a win here. You, Florida, you also you're looking to get a win too. You, both teams are. This is going to show a lot. Yeah, both teams need to win the game. Uh, when you look at Kansas, Kansas and Duke, you're looking at two bottom teams in their conferences respectively. I think the appeal's not there. Um, I will. I agree with you. There is some SEC bias. I think. But when you think of game day, you think of big I mean, marquee I, matchups. Th- there right? is, but they they chose the better game. They chose the better supposed, game. That's what they're supposed better to do. Better story was these two teams. Better story was Duke Kansas. Better game, better game day atmosphere, better everything. Tennessee Florida. Well, the better atmosphere is going to be SEC ten out of ten times. I agree. Maybe so, not Vanderbilt. But. They're they're doing what's going to make them the most money. What's going to get the most viewers? I mean, it's all it all comes down to money. Is it SEC bias? Probably a little bit, but it all comes down to you know money. And since we're on the topic of it, Florida at Tennessee. Tennessee is an eleven point favorite here. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and say my opinion on Florida. They're a fraud. Utah game was fool's gold, and I think Tennessee's gonna blow them out. Honestly, I really do. So I do think the Utah game was like not a true fool's gold, but I don't <laughs> know if it's going to be a blowout because like you said, this is a rivalry. Like it's it really is a rivalry. Like you say, the play every year, but these teams don't like each other. But I don't see I don't see Florida finding enough to win. I think Tennessee. So blows I'll them take out. Tennessee. Yeah, I just think Tennessee blows them out. There's a big one in the ACC as well. Clemson at Wake Forest. Clemson's a seven-point favorite. Um, I don't. Clemson can't overlook this Wake Forest team. Uh, they're they're a good team and they're gritty and they'll they'll get they can get it done at home. Um, I think Clemson's going to win this game though, but I it might be a lot closer. I, I don't know if Clemson covers at seven. You don't think they cover? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is Wake Forest who have to get blown out? I, or is that, I is that it's possible. And we're, I may eat all my words that I just said about Clemson <laughs> when we talked about the AP poll, but I think I do think Clemson will win the I game. I just don't know if they this cover. Has something to show. Oh yeah, I think both teams I think have Clemson's a lot to show. Going into this with something to prove, and if you want to prove something, Clemson, you beat the breaks off of this team. I don't know that they do though. I don't think I don't I'm not saying it's gonna be a blowout. I'm saying Clemson's gonna win though. Oh yeah, I think Clemson wins. But you but... you blow this team out, it might look good. Yeah. It'll look good. No, I think it'll look good. You go on the road and beat a good Wake Forest team. Uh you touched on this game earlier. You, you know Texas they got a good win against UTSA. They go to Tech. They're going to Lubbock this weekend and Texas six and a half point favorite. They need to keep winning without Ewers, and Texas Tech is looking for a huge I win like at Texas. home. I'm, yeah. I like Texas here. Uh, I talk about this, man. I I hate Texas, but 
for some reason. I want to see them do something good. You just want to see them. You, you compete with Alabama the, the way SEC, you did. Like, yeah, they compete with Alabama see, the way they did. It. I want to see. Yeah, was it was it was Alabama it not being ready, or was it Texas yeah. actually being good? Was it a fluke, or are you guys actually back? But I like Texas in this game, even without yours. Um, like I said, they got a Texas. You you have to keep winning without him. Um, so we're both rocking with Texas there. Uh, we touched on this game earlier as well. Baylor at Iowa State. Iowa State's only a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, Baylor, they need a big win on the road here to keep their Big 12 hopes alive, I think. And I think Iowa State's going to be looking to ruin a season. As I mentioned earlier, they always seem to do it. Um, I think this is the game. This is Iowa State's game where they ruin a season. I, I think Baylor goes in and gets a big win. I think Baylor Baylor gets a big win on the road. And I mean, yeah, two and I a think, half. I think I think this is the game. I respect it. This, this is the game where Iowa State does it. I respect it, but I think Baylor is just they they know what needs to be done. They know they got to go in there and get a win, um, and they're gonna do that. With uh, God, who's their coach? We talked about this last time. LSU. He he coached LSU Ooh, for Baylor. Yeah. Yeah, Dave Aranda. Yeah, Dave Aranda. That's right. I think Aranda goes in there, and he knows what's on the line here. So, I think Baylor gets it done on the road. Um, Oregon at Washington State. Oregon's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Oregon needs to win this game to convince me that they are a contender in the Pac-12. And like I said, I think they're like yeah. the fourth or fifth. Best At first, team I read this as Washington, and I was wrong with Washington. I, Oregon wins this game easy. Or, Oregon's going to win the game, and easy. like I said, cover not more than that. Dude, what is my phone doing? My phone is spazzing right now. But yeah, or Oregon, Oregon's going to cover. Um, and like I said, they're they're fourth or fifth best team in the Pac-12, so they got a lot to prove. Uh, big one. Another big one in the SEC this week. Arkansas and A&M. A&M is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. A&M needs this win, and Arkansas, you don't need to get caught looking ahead to Bama next week. So, this, this one's tough, man. I, it's in, this is, the, like, this is in Jerry A&M world, doesn't right? have the offense. Yeah, playing Arlington. So, so, okay, here we go. My My thing is... Arkansas probably was looking ahead. A&M has not shown a look of offense that could hang with Arkansas. And I almost want to say I'm sorry about the slander A&M and that they will get this win, but... They're not. I I have to go with Arkansas. Arkansas shown me... I can't believe A&M is favored. I can't either. And Arkansas has shown me that they they are an offensive team. They can explode on offense and do what they need to do. They can get a close win if they need to. Granted, it was a FCS team, but they can get the win if they need to. A&M, I, you haven't shown me any offense. You put up 31 points against Sam Houston State. That's the most you put up. So, yeah, I think Arkansas gets it done. Um, Alabama's got Vandy this weekend. Uh, they just Alabama just doesn't need to get caught looking ahead to Arkansas next week. 
Um, we discussed that this Vandy team isn't the same old Vandy that gets beat by uh, 80 points by everybody, but they still shouldn't be able to compete with Bama. Um, Alabama's a 40-point favorite. I agree. Obviously, I think we're both going to go with Alabama here. Um, Alabama yep. covering that 40-point spread. I, I don't I don't know about I'm that. I'm saying I think Vandy covers. Yeah, I think I might have to agree with you on that. because you think, you think Vandy covers? Yeah, because Alabama's not one of those teams when they're favored by 40-plus, they typically don't cover. Uh, they'll be like it'll be like thirty four point win, right? It'll be close, but it won't fully cover the spread. So, but Van, obviously, I don't think the game's going to be close by any means. Uh, I said that against Texas too. So, but this no, Vandy but team forty points. Like, there's no shot. Yeah, I, I don't see it. Uh, Kansas State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's thirteen point favorite. Oklahoma looking to keep rolling. And Venables, he he means business. Uh, Kansas State has ruined Oklahoma season before, but this is at Oklahoma, and like I yeah. said, Venables means business. I think Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's rolling. That thirteen points is real nice. Yeah, I think they win by twenty or more. It's not much to talk about in that game, honestly. Uh, the next one, not much to talk about here. Wisconsin at Ohio State. Ohio State's 18-point favorite. I think that's pretty favorable for them. They'll probably win by more than that. That's fair. That's um, a uh, tough money line. I don't I don't know. I, Ohio State's offense is starting to come Wisconsin's to life. Wisconsin's got to get D. Uh, I think I'm just going to say good luck, Wisconsin, because Ohio State's offense is coming to life since that Notre Dame game. And, yeah. That I was in week one where it was right there. Yeah. Uh, another big one over in out West Pac-12 USC at Oregon state. USC is a six and a half point favorite. Both teams are three and oh Pac-12 is heating up. Uh, both programs could, could get this win. I mean, they both, they both want the win. Uh, clearly both going USC, right? I, yeah, I, I have to go USC. I don't know about this six-and-a-half spread. I think it might be a three-point. I think it might just be a three-point win for USC, honestly. Um, it's always tough to go on the so, road. I think USC does cover, but I think I think it's going to be real close, gritty game till about late, probably, probably early fourth. USC is just going to – if I – if if they think if they are the number seven team, they'll turn it up and they'll win this by more than six and a half. Yeah, I agree points. with what you just said, but I don't I don't think I think they win by three. I think it's gonna be a lot closer and it's gonna be a wake up call for USC that hey, we're not head and shoulders above the rest of the Pac twelve. Uh speaking of the Pac twelve, another big one in that conference, Stanford at Washington. Uh Washington's a twelve and a half point favorite. And they're coming off a huge win. Absolute destroyed Michigan State last week. And they're looking to keep that momentum rolling. Stanford, tough one. You got you got steamrolled last week by USC. I think Washington is going to win this game. Uh, I don't know about 12 and a half. I think it's going um, to be So I think Washington's a little... Well, big had to come into this one. I think Stanford gets up to it. Okay. 
I mean, you you got to you make a good point. They come in big headed. I think, like I said, that twelve and a half is a, a bit much for me. Uh, you 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 think Stanford's going to go in there and upset upset them at home though? They got to go to Pac twelve. You never know what's going to happen. Those late night games. So? Yeah, you're right. You always wake up Sunday morning and you're like, yeah, dang, why not that happened. In it? <laughs> Uh, why, yeah, why kinda, not? Why not? We're kind of both picking the same teams everywhere. Um, New Mexico at is it New Mexico State or just New Mexico? It's just New Mexico at LSU. Uh, I don't know. I've been telling people New Mexico State. I guess in New Mexico they both suck. They're both ass. Who <laughs> almost said the f word? LSU's thirty point favorite. They got a huge win at home last week, coming alive in the second half against Mississippi State, and they're just looking to keep it rolling. Because you know who's coming up, where you got to go next week. So, um, um, obviously, we're they call it the LSU. jungle for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, real quick, because it's LSU. I like to talk about LSU. Um. <laughs> I think if this game is close at any point, it's because we're trying to do stuff to prepare for next week. Pre-excuse before the game started. Full disclosure: If this game is close at any point after the first quarter. We're doing stuff looking at next week. Not looking ahead, clearly. I don't know who's looking ahead to Auburn. But we're, try- we're trying stuff. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Auburn, this week, I mean, their schedule just... They welcome in a pretty bad Missouri squad. Auburn's a seven-point favorite, but Auburn just got destroyed. And that's an understatement. At home against Penn State. Um, and they're looking to bounce back against Missouri, who honestly should not even compete with Auburn. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, TJ Finley won't be playing, so they're going to go with the freshman. I can't think of his name, um, but I think it's smart to get Finley out. Um, I think I will will say Auburn wins. Yeah. And oh I, yeah. And I think I think the thing to note here. Um, Going with LSU coming to town next week, they get a win here, and then they start talking crap all week next week just to get embarrassed by LSU at home. Honestly, yeah, they get a big head, man. I'm telling you, they're gonna get a big head. And they're because I mean, when they got real excited after they beat Mercer, so. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> lastly, yeah, UAB at Rice. Um, for whatever reason, there's no line on this game, but. UAB is going to go into Texas and get a win like another Alabama school. I agree, 100%. Okay. I mean, Rice isn't a pushover. That was but... fun. So. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no reason UAB shouldn't beat them. No, not coming off of Georgia Southern. All right, on to the NFL. So, two. God, dude, I can't. <laughs> Can you say his last name for me? Two. Yes, I got you. Tua Tonga Viola. <laughs> Eight and one versus Super Bowl hey, listen, winning it, head coaches. It helps when you watch That's him play impressive, college. That's impressive, man. Your, yeah, you watch him play college at your favorite team. It's easy to say his last name. But yeah. Eight and one versus Super Bowl winning head coaches. The highest winning percentage in NFL history. Uh point eight eight nine. Maybe we should stop slandering Tua. I mean he threw six touchdowns, didn't he? I uh, you came back in that game. I, you can't say nothing about Tua now, man. He I came agree. back in that game, six touchdowns, 
35-14, come back and win. I mean, you can't say nothing about Tua now. You, you can't. Until he chokes next week or something crazy, and then we'll bring him back up again. Yeah, until something crazy happens. Yeah, it was impressive, and I mean, I guess you could say, I don't, who did the Dolphins play? Ravens, good team. Yeah, All on the road. Team. Yeah, good team. Okay, so that, that's a good win. Um, Since you said it, crazy comebacks across the board in the NFL this Sunday, I mean, this past Sunday, it's pretty crazy. Um. I yeah, don't there's know that game. There's the other game. I can't remember what the other the game Falcons. was. The Falcons. The Falcons almost came back. They The Rams almost pulled a Falcons against the Falcons. That's one of them. That's crazy. The Falcons didn't win. It was win. the Cardinals. They did come back. The Cardinals were down 23-7 to with a minute and a half in the third quarter. Come back and win in overtime 29-23. Wow. That's actually impressive. Dang. And that, um, that, that if children are listening, can you cover their ears real quick? Uh, Bucks and Saints. Tom Brady, you are such a little bitch. <laughs> All right, now that we got that out. So what happened? Um, Tom Brady was crying about something. Imagine that. And then Marshawn Lattimore, you know, being a little talker he is, went up and just – he didn't even say anything to him. He just, like, made a little gesture. And then Fournette comes and pushes him. Mike Evans runs off the sideline. He got suspended one game for this. Tackles Lattimore. Starts a whole scuffle. And then somehow Lattimore got tossed in that. And it it changed the whole game. And I just, I don't understand how Tom Brady gets away with this. But getting away with this his whole career. I hate the Bucks. I, I hate Mike Evans. And if Mark Ingram could stop fumbling the ball in crucial situations, and if the old Jameis would not come back, that would also help. There's no reason the Saints should have lost this game. Yeah, I'm going to eat my words because I, uh, I said Tom Brady can't beat the Saints. And I guess with what you just said, Tom Brady didn't beat the Saints. The refs did. Yeah, there was some two. There was two calls. That kept the drive going for the Bucks when they scored a touchdown. Is you can't you you can say it changed. Okay, you can't really you can't blame the refs completely. Right. It changed the game, but having five turnovers ain't gonna win you a game. True. True. Especially when you throw three picks. J- Jameis lost. Like he was just trying to he was trying to get it all back in one throw, and you trying can't to do, do that. too much. Yeah. Um. You know, going back to what you said, that somehow Lattimore got ejected and all that, um, usually it's a retaliation that gets caught. That's why you're taught not to retaliate. But as a grown man at that point, uh, you know, it is what it is. All he did when Fournette came up and pushed him, he pushed him back and got ejected for that. And nothing happened to Fournette. So I'm trying to figure out why our best defensive player – Got ejected. Because Tom Brady. Yes, yeah, NFL versus Saints. Saints feels like it's always, it's always been NFL versus the Saints, and I'm tired of it. Uh, in other news, we said we we told the Titans, told told the Titans good luck. good luck. Yeah, we did, and they didn't and have any luck. I'm gonna eat my words right now. That's about it. 
I'm telling you, if this podcast gets big, we're going to have a whole segment dedicated to eating, eating words. my words. It's yeah. going to be called Eating Words. Because we, we, at so, least once a week, one of us does it. Yeah. I ate my words when we talked about week one of the NFL going into it that, oh, everybody says the Bills are the best team. Yeah, he like, laughed what at the me hell for did I miss? Apparently, yeah. I miss everything. I mean, good Lord, dude. Josh <laughs> Allen is so good. Who the hell is going to beat this Bills team? Apologize to me now. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We I'm sorry, everybody listening. If you were listening, if you listen to that and then never listened again, but if you listen to it and kept listening or listening now, I like to apologize to you too, because the Bills are the best team in the NFL by far. It's like the Georgia of the NFL right now. But going back to what if you there said, was rankings, the Bills would be number one. <laughs> yeah, you said who's gonna beat them? Uh. Nobody. They're going. They're going. Yeah, my shocker though. They're winning the Super Bowl. Sixteen and zero. They're going to win the Super Bowl. These dang. These dang Bama boys this weekend, man. Right. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, Tua Tonga Viola, Mac Jones, all pick up wins as starters. Three guys that you good, know good in college. Them, yeah, in college, were pretty much got slandered and said they would never make it in the NFL. So. You know, hard work pays off. Well, Tua off. could have, that could just be a spark. Tua hasn't showed anything besides that. Very true. Very since true. Since he's been in the NFL. Mac, Max looked good since he stepped on the field at New England. And Jalen, he's. And now that Jalen, Jalen has weapons. He has Jalen weapons. Jalen has now. weapons, and he's slowly becoming a better quarterback. Um, and that leads me to Kirk Cousins probably being the most mediocre <laughs> quarterback ever. And we literally just said to stop slandering him, but he cannot show up in a prime yeah. time games. Eat our words. We're in the eat the words segment because <laughs> this man is sixty sixty and two. Does it get more mediocre time. than that? He's those because you look at it. He's five hundred, right? And those the the sixty sixty and two. Those are two ties. So that is you cannot get more mediocre than those two ties being the difference between. A winning record and a losing record. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I will say this: games. Kirk Cousins, these Keep past probably three, two, two, three seasons, he's actually better. But primetime Kirk Cousins is, I don't even know how to, I don't know what to compare that to. Hot garbage. If yeah, Kirk awful. Cousins played every game during the day, he'd probably be a top. <laughs> top half of the league quarterback. But when primetime Kirk Cousins shows up, this man's like 40th. And there's only 32 starting quarterbacks. Oh, that puts it in and the we, we mentioned this last week with the AFC South. Uh, their record is 1-5-2. and two, And the one win was the Jaguars just shutting out the Colts. That's the AFC South's one win this year in eight games. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Uh, Seahawks got embarrassed. Yep. Panthers had an Owen record. Lions get a big win. Good, good for y'all. Uh, kind of skipped over this uh, Thursday night. Apparently, this is a really good game. I can't watch that. I'm I'm too old to stay up that late. But well, Chiefs and Chargers came down too. to a pick six being the difference. Yeah, it was yeah the, the difference was the pick That's six. Weird. Hey, shout out Amazon Prime. You know, I'm a subscriber, so. I am too, but I, pff, 
I ain't turning hashtag on a football game on ad. final video. And then hashtag ad hashtag Amazon. Uh, Bengals almost come back. Joe Burrow says no need to worry. If I'm a Bengals fan losing to Cooper Rush, I'm worried. Yeah. And because I I said I, I said Cincinnati know, they would blew go it. into Dallas and get that win, and uh, <laughs> apparently. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you cannot put this on Joe Burrow. No, I think Burrow had a decent day. Defense. It's on the defense. It's, defense yeah, I'll tell you who lot. it was. He used to play for the Saints. Eli Apple. Apple. Garbage. Lost in the Super Bowl. Mm. And what we say about the Packers, they would they would bounce back and they did. So Yeah. Exactly. NFL and it feels real just... simple and easy to talk about when you yeah. don't have to talk about forty different games. I was about to say college has like so many just yeah. College is a lot, and you got to go into detail. NFL, it's pretty clear cut. You know who who's who. They, you know where the teams are after one game. Pretty much after week one, you kind of knew where everybody was. And and honestly, most NFL games are pretty close. Like it's it's really competitive. Yeah. And going into week two here or week three, um, I I don't even want to talk about predictions and whatnot. Uh, we can just talk recap the weekend. Um, next Wednesday when we record. I'd rather just do that, honestly. Yeah, because trying to predict NFL games as close as they can be, you're literally talking about the best player on that team in that, but, like, you're talking about the best players in those positions. Like, it... In the I, world. I, I would... I'd be surprised if either one of us could get at least two predictions, right? Because, I mean, I thought Cincinnati without... Uh, going into Dallas, Dallas. Well, it's a Dak. different. It's different every week. Any team exactly. can beat any other team on any exactly. given week, exactly. except the Bills. No one's beating the Bills. Bills are going sixteen and zero, Super Bowl bound. Um, but if that covers the NFL, <sighs> well, what about the seventeenth game, you bozo? Oh, they play seventeen. You know, they play seventeen games. Oh no, I forgot. Sixteen and one. They're gonna it's lose the last game last of the year. year. I forgot they play seventeen. Probably now. gonna lose the last four. Because they're gonna rest, probably. I if you if you go if you start the season. Uh, big or, news for the Braves. Shut up. We're done with the NFL. Shut up. <laughs> what do you have to say? I was gonna say if you yeah if what you, you if you say? go thirteen and zero, those last four games I would I'd have my second team everybody and I wouldn't even care about winning because at that point you probably clinched the number like overall you know so who cares? Yeah. But because yeah. there's only one buy now. So, jump into the MLB. Next uh, topic. Big news for the Braves this weekend. Braves clinched last night when the Mets beat the Brewers, which we don't like. But it's okay because the Braves won like they always do, except for today because they suck in day games. But with those day games, the Mets did get trounced by the Brewers. Brewers. The Brewers 6-0. So, every time the Braves lose, you know who else loses? The Mets. It's all about the Mets. Yeah, so Spencer Strider set a MLB record, recording his 200 strikeout of the season in 130 innings pitched. Yeah, it's impressive. Is he rookie of the year? I mean, what I are we looking so. like for rookie of the year right now? I think it's either Strider. NL rookie of the year. It was either Strider or Michael Harris, but Harris has kind of slumped off. Um I would like to mention that Strider, he bested Randy Johnson for the fewest innings to reach that 
milestone. Um, Johnson set that record in 2001. He did it in 130.2, so just two more outs than what Strider did. So it's not like Strider absolutely blew it out of the water, okay? And we're not over Yeah, here I'm looking at the odds right now, and the top, the top two for odds are two Braves players. Michael Harris is right behind Spencer Strider. Okay, so he's still up there. So yeah, Spencer Strider should get it. I guess I to say there's going to yeah. be another Braves rookie of the year. Yeah, Spencer Strider should get it. Again, like I just said, it's not like that crazy. He didn't blow Randy Johnson's record out of the water, but still 200 strikeouts and 130 innings pitched. It's still really good company. Yeah, it's really good company. Um, like you said, uh, the Braves clinched playoff berth uh, fifth straight year. Mets also clinched a playoff berth, first time since 2016. Uh, Astros, they clinched their division. So only two teams have clinched divisions now, both in the AL. Ash, or not both in the AL. The no. two top dogs from both. Both in the West. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. But it's the, probably it's probably your World Series this year, honestly. Uh, Astros and Dodgers have clinched their divisions, respectively. Uh, I don't know, because right now, right now in the NL, Padres are at the Braves, and the winner of that plays the Dodgers. And I don't know if the Dodgers could beat us in five games. We might sweep their ass. Okay. I mean, I like. Braves like to I, win I would, three games against the Dodgers. I'll tell you that. I would love to see that. Um, the Los Angeles Angels are going to miss the playoffs for the eighth straight season. That takes us back to that first or no last week's episode about yeah. Otani. Yeah, and then Otani did state um, Otani this year saying he's. Yep. Yeah, he said better, he's having a better year than last year. Yeah, claiming he should win the MVP. Whatever. I mean, I don't I don't disagree with him. It's impressive. I don't know, man, because your team sucks. I'm sorry. And you don't suck. You're a great player. You're you're, you're generational talent, honestly. It, it, exactly. It's so impressive. He pitches well, and then he's so good at the plate as well. So, I mean, I like we said last week, I hate we hate that him and Mike Trout are both on the Angels, and I don't know that they're ever getting out of there. Um, maybe the Angels can turn something around. I doubt it. But eight straight seasons without a playoff berth. Um, almost as bad as the Mets. This is their first time since 2016, and that's six-year stretch, six straight seasons. So, um, you know, that's got to suck. We're kind of spoiled over here as Braves fans. Uh, we're on our fifth straight year of playoff berths. That Looking for that ra- fifth straight NL East title, too. Yeah, that kind of wraps up MLB, though. I mean, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Braves and Mets are on a collision course. They got one more three-game series with each other, and I think that's going to determine your NL East. Depending, you know, obviously, that series. I mean, actually, I, I just think that series determines it, right? It don't even matter after the the one thing you don't want to see is the Mets clinch before that series, which I don't think that's going to happen. I don't – well, that but would that would force – basically, before know. that series, the Mets would have to win every game and we'd have to lose every game, right? I mean, that's the yeah. only way that's possible. And I don't – the Mets are – they line up with the A's while we play the Phillies. 
They line up with the A's and the Marlins before they play us, and we got the Phillies and the Nats before we play the Mets. So I don't see us losing games to the Phillies or the Nats, but anything can happen. But we can jump to NASCAR, which I know the NASCARs. About, so you can take it away. Yeah, so we had four drivers get eliminated clearly because it's the round of sixteen going down to the round of twelve. Um, all my Kyle guys, Bush, are, all my guys, are shocker. Gone. Tyler Reddick, shocker. I didn't. Austin Dillon, not a shocker. Harvick, massive shocker. I think I picked Harvick to be one of the final fours. Austin Cedric, I didn't expect him to make it. Um, yeah, so three non-playoff drivers sweep the three races. Now, why that's interesting is it's because they're not playoff drivers. I don't know how to explain it. It's just something like weird that happened. And... You have the bracket pulled up here? You have the standings pulled up here? I do. To look at. Okay. Tell me who. I know we picked a championship for beginning. That probably wasn't a good idea because that's very difficult, especially for you. Who do you think's making it to the round of eight? Um, I say the top four are pretty locked in for the round of eight. Um,. So that's, that's Elliott, Logano, Chastain, and Larson. Especially Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott's probably good for the round of eight. Chase Elliott's probably good to the round that's of eight. That's a lock. Yeah. Now, um, I will, I'll say, I'll tell you this. Do you, okay, so Bowman's down in 10th, right? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I think Alex Bowman can move up into it. Um, so, because, okay, listen, let me tell you, since you, you don't watch it, uh, Bowman has had speed he hasn't had all year in that first round so if he keeps it going i think he's definitely a lock okay yeah so that's, that's it. i was looking at him so the top four is locked and then i would say bowman briscoe you say the whole top four yeah they're they're a yeah, lock that's probably not bad yeah and then i'd probably, take briscoe probably, yeah. and bowman and then i would take hamlin and then my last i guess i just fucking yeah Blaney. Blaney, yeah, Blaney, that's what I'm leaning towards. I like his name, Blaney. <laughs> I like his name. <laughs> so I definitely I agree with your top four, like being a lot. I agree with Bowman. That's five. Hamlin six. Blaney seven. And uh, it's gonna be tough between Byron and Christopher Bell because Christopher Bell has had a lot of speed. Christopher Bell was the first driver to lock into the round of twelve. So I'm gonna go with Christopher Bell. Okay. And, yeah, we'll see if we remember that when it comes to time. Uh, so, they're racing at Texas this week. Absolute snooze fest. So, I think this would be fun, Dylan. Um, tell me who you think is going to win the race. I don't know. Why, why do you think this will be fun? I feel like you Hello? hate me right now. Oh... <laughs> 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 um... Do you need a list of the drivers? Nah. Je- you know what? Bubba Wallace. Is he even racing? 
chassis racing, dude. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, he's going to win. Oh, no, man. Texas is fucking wild. Oh, I said it again. It's Dang fine. it. It's fine. This is a PG-13 uh, podcast. <laughs> we are explicit. Um, We do try to limit so that. Texas is boring. Um, Blaney won the All-Star Wait. race at Texas. Wait, pause. Give me my boy Austin Dillon. He's going to win this race. No, he's not. But good pick. He's gonna win. Uh, That's who I'm picking. So we'll see who finishes higher, and then we'll see. We'll see who's better. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the driver that finishes or that crosses the line first with the checkered flag. That's bold. Think so. I think. I Give think me Harvick. 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 Okay. I'll take Harvick. Okay. Harvick and Austin Dillon. Yeah. And like you said, whoever finishes higher, the other one's got to eat a jar of mayonnaise. Wait, what? I will not be doing that. <laughs> we got to record it so everybody can see it. So no uh, no jars of mayonnaise. Duke's so, Mayo. Duke's Mayo Bowl. Question of the week. <laughs> Back back to our scheduled programming question of the week. Um, so it's it's kind of like a three part question: Is anyone close to the Bills in top to bottom talent? Is anyone going to beat them? We kind of answered that earlier, and I kind of asked this earlier too. So I guess Josh Allen MVP, but who who is who is near the Bills in talent right now? Talent wise, top like... to bottom talent. You're talking about offensive and defensive? Yeah. Like, like, is anyone uh, – can... the, the, the closest I one mean, teams in... can compete with them because it's the end of – teams are going to compete. I would have to argue that maybe – Take the Chiefs? Like, the Chiefs. Either It'd be the Chiefs, the Rams, or the Chargers for me if you're going to say anyone close to. Um, but I don't think any of those three teams can beat the Bills. And I think Josh Allen, if he – basically you just keep doing what you're doing you're a lock for mvp by week probably halfway through the season you're you're a lock for it like you just got to continue to do what you're doing now the problem is yeah so i agree the chiefs yeah 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 the chiefs absolutely the chiefs Chargers and the the Rams, right? I would just say the Chiefs. I don't think the Chargers have that okay. have that type of offense to compete. But, so, yeah, okay. yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, Herbert's good though. I don't think Herbert he's is good. Not trying to say Josh he's Allen not a talent, but man, nowhere's close. But I will say no. this: Chiefs is the uh, closest thing. It's going to be hard for Josh Allen. I said it. If he keeps the consistency, he can be. He can be a lock for the MVP. It's going to be hard to keep that consistency. It's going to be hard for the Bills to keep going. Uh, going undefeated is extremely hard. And, I mean, I guess if you get to a point, I said we said rest the last four games if you're 13-0. But I think you probably just go for 17-0. But then it would history. suck if you – yeah, but then it would suck if you lose. Like, you were the best team all year, you didn't lose a game, and then you lose in the playoffs. So I don't know. I obviously it's a joke. I don't. Which think has happened Bills, to the Patriots. 
yeah, I don't think the Bills are going to go undefeated. I don't. I, it's just as close as NFL. It's games unrealistic are. to go undefeated in the NFL yeah. because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and so. Yeah, so again, but as of now, I don't think really anyone's close. I don't think anyone can beat them right now. And yeah, right now, Josh Allen is the MVP. Yeah, so uh, the DMs are open. Give us your take on who's close to the Bills. And if it's not the Chiefs, I would like to know why and how and who. And Dylan, if you ain't got nothing else to say, um, no, do you? Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yep, thank y'all for listening. It means a lot. Um, God, Dylan, you stop saying um and uh. It's not good. Uh, it because we do this in one take. It kind of it rolls good though sometimes like when you're talking football and you kind of uh they're uh sometimes sometimes favorite, it works if you know, you're talking so yeah it kind of works but yeah I get what you're saying too but anyways yeah uh, so thank y'all for listening we appreciate it and I forgot to do it last week so we'll do it this week bye you hooligans.